The landscape I walked down was a wooded one. No road, just trees. Not healthy, but not dead either. Stepping over roots and ducking under branches was a nice change of pace. And then I heard a dog barking. All the Lost Ones by Lindsay Brenton I followed the bark to a small clearing. There was a little house, very old, with minimal clutter around the house. The branches at the tops of the trees nearly scraped the roof of the house, they were so close. And chained to one of the trees was a dog, barking and straining against the chain. From where I was, I could see that blood was dripping from the dog's neck. The dog was very determined to escape the chain, and it was barking at the house. I took a step forward, trying to understand what was going on, when I heard something from the house. A man yelling obscenities, and a woman screaming bloody murder. Was this a memory? I walked forward, and the dog noticed me. However, it didn't bark at me. All of its attention was solely on the house. I walked to the front door of the house and reached for the doorknob, but when I tried to touch it, I couldn't. It's hard to come up with a better way to put that, but I couldn't. The doorknob was flat against the house as if it was painted on. I ran my hand along the door, the grooves, the textures of the door, none of it was there. It was as if I was running my hand along a smooth, plastic tarp. I walked over to the nearest window and tried to look inside, but I couldn't. The window felt like the same tarp material as the front door. And the glass on the window looked like it was painted on, like the windows on a dollhouse. There was no way to look inside. Hell, there couldn't have been an inside! The house, by most definitions, wasn't real. I walked all along the house, keeping one hand on it, trying to feel any sort of house-like texture or an opening, but there wasn't. Yet, the voices were still there. What was this? There didn't seem to be any living thing in this version of hell to justify this hell existing. But then my eyes fell back on the dog. Hesitantly, I walked up to it. Hey there, boy, I said quietly. The dog ignored me again and continued barking at the house, the chain around his neck cutting more wounds, more blood spilling. 
Easy, boy, I whispered, kneeling down beside him and resting my hand on his back. There, there. The dog started to whimper, but he stopped pulling on the restraints. He looked at me, and back to the house, where the screams continued to come from. He ran in a little circle and jumped on my lap, barking and looking back at the house. Stop it, boy. It's no use, I said. Here, let's get this off you. I took the chain off as gently as I could. The dog whined from the pain, but immediately ran to the house the second the chain was off. He jumped at the front door, trying to get in. I sat in my spot, sadly. So this was his hell. I'd never seen a dog in hell before. Maybe he was here because he blamed himself for what happened in the house. Maybe he couldn't save one of his owners from the other. Maybe he was here because he thought he deserved hell for something he couldn't control. The dog kept barking at the door for a long time, before he sat back and howled a low, mournful howl. The screams from the house had stopped. He came back over to me, collapsing on my lap. I scratched behind his ears and down his back, careful to avoid the wounds on his neck. He whined and looked up at me, and I was struck by how human his eyes seemed. This dog had no more pain than I thought possible. It's okay, boy. Good boy, good boy. Nothing can hurt you or her anymore, I said. His tail slowly started to wag. Good boy, good boy, very good boy. I continued petting the dog for a long while. I wanted to stay with him until the loop started up again, but it never did. The dog had turned still, and I almost wondered if he had fallen asleep. I started to wonder if maybe I could keep him. Why couldn't I? Why shouldn't I? If I could convince the dog to leave this section of hell, I'd have a companion. I wouldn't be alone. The sky was darker now. Looking up, I noticed that the trees seemed to cover more of the sky than they had before. The forest looked denser, too. That didn't seem right. How long had I been here? I stood, but something grabbed my leg. Looking down, a pair of human eyes looked back. The dog's lips were pulled back to reveal human teeth. You called me good boy. Am I a good boy? The creature grinned more, fingers wrapping tighter around my leg. The paws had extended into grotesque hands, one wrapped around my ankle. I turned to run when the hand around my ankle jerked back, and I fell to the ground, biting my tongue and tasting blood. The creature behind me continued grinning, human eyes bulging. You pet me, pet good boy, stay good boy. I screamed and kicked the hand with my free foot, looking back to see the face flattening, the grin turning into a look of confusion. Not good boy, but pet me, call good boy. The fur was falling off the body, the entire thing elongating, taking on a more human form. I screamed again and kicked more. Bad, very bad, drop it. 
The face turned into one of fury. Liar, call me bad boy. The creature screamed and dug its claws into my leg, pulling me back. The trees seemed to be growing thicker, cutting off my only route of escape. I thrashed and turned in his grip, punching the creature in the eye. It yowled in pain and let go, covering its eye, giving me the chance to run. I sprinted for the trees, squeezing through them as fast as I could, my tongue still bleeding, filling up my mouth with iron. The creature continued screaming, and I kept running. Liar! Bad! rang through the air, but I didn't stop running until the entire landscape had changed. I didn't stop until I was in the middle of a clearing, and I collapsed, panting. It was a trick. That thing had been human, and it had used the oldest tactic in the book to let my guard down. I was so disgusted and furious and terrified. I was still shaking. I wanted to get up again and walk, to get as far away from there as possible. But my legs were shaking too hard. So I just lied there. All the Lost Ones by Lindsay Brenton. Music by Monolith. You can find his work on SoundCloud. If you want to support this podcast, please consider buying coffee at coffee.com slash lindsaybrenton or becoming a patron at patreon.com slash lindsaybrenton. Thank you for listening.